It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Domestic football is back with a bang Celtic looking to regain top spot at home to Ross County Rangers will have the chance to respond when they head to Tynecastle tomorrow And before that, Motherwell Aberdeen and St Mirren St Johnston Amongst the big games on a Saturday afternoon I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me today Alex Ray, Craig Beatty and Hugh Keevans In the Super Scoreboard theme park, the swings and roundabouts are now open Celtic are playing catch up against Ross County after somehow contracting to drop five points out of their last six but they take the champions elect spot if they beat Ross County today Rangers then take it back tomorrow if they beat Hearts at Tynecastle and let's be honest who doesn't beat Hearts at Tynecastle? Big Oh I thought you were finished but you're, you're still waving at me on you I was building up oh, to sorry. the big finish On you go give us it Believe my words Mark my words <laughs> A draw is a disaster A defeat is a catastrophe <laughs> There we go, that was Hugh Evans. We'll get the thoughts of Alex Ray and Craig Beattie very soon Let's go straight to Celtic Park though And get the breaking team news ahead of Celtic and Ross County With Gordon DL and first Alison Conroy Good afternoon Gordon Yep, The breaking team news here at Celtic Park Is it's a first ever Celtic League start for Jeremy Frimpong And a first league start of the season for Tom Rogic This afternoon against Ross County so it will be Fraser Forster in goal, a back four of Jeremy Frimpong, Chris Julian, Christopher Iyer and Bolly Bolingoli. Now it'll be Scott Brown and Callum McGregor with the three of James Forrest, Tom Rogic and Mohamed Ilianusi with Odson Edward up top. On the bench for Celtic, Gordon Beaton, Bio, Bauer, Hayes, Sped and El Hamid. I have just been given the Ross County teams so haven't shaped it up yet. It will be Laidlaw in goal, then Marcus Fraser, Liam Fontaine, Ross Draper, Michael Gardine, Joshua Mullen, Keith Watson, Richard Foster, Blair Spittle, Joe Chalmers and Ross Stewart. On the bench, Mackay, Gravoski, Spence, Graham, Power, Payton and Ruddy. Your referee at Celtic Park is Don Robertson. Gordon Dale, start with the Celtic team. The news... The main headline from it, Jeremy Frimpong making his first league start, Tom Rogic's first league start of the season. These two have only started so far this season against Partick Thistle. Yeah, good to see Tom Rogic back. Um, you know, I think that uh, on his day, um, he's a big game player and he's a terrific footballer, I've got to say. In fact, last year I said he was the best midfield player going about, but he's replacing what you would probably call just now the best midfield player in Scotland, uh, Ryan Christie. So it's up to him now. It's a challenge. Uh, he's got to go out there and prove his worth. And I just think um, Hugh's right. I don't think Celtic can even think about anything less than winning this and winning this comfortably. They can't afford to let Rangers go into tomorrow's game still top of the league against a poor, poor hard side at Tynecastle. So it's over to Celtic. Uh, the challenge is put down to them, and I expect them to take that challenge up and win this game very comfortably. Is also. it for Celtic about making amends for those last two results today? I suggest that to Neil Lennon yesterday. He said that was possibly slightly harsh. Well, Neil will always back his team. I don't think he was uh, too happy about dropping five points out of six, losing top position to Rangers. Um, so he's got to address that and he's got a good start today because they go to Aberdeen next week and if all the eyes will be on them at Aberdeen next week because they dropped points Easter Road, they lost to Livingston 
away from home as well so they can't afford to lose a Pataudry but they've got to get the job done here first and foremost and I think that is a very attacking side I think it's a side with plenty of goals in it and I think it will be enough for a Ross County side too you've got to say has started the season terrifically well unbeaten the last four but in the last seven meetings here they've only scored one goal they will sit and defend for their lives but I think Celtic will have too much so Jeremy Frimpong and Tom Rogic find themselves in the starting 11 for the first time in the league this season Gordon it's a bit harsh to say make amends it's, it wasn't things just didn't go for us on the day we didn't play particularly poorly you know the sending off obviously was something that came out of the blue something that you know was totally out of character for Ryan He's been outstanding, by the way. And then, you know, we conceded an early goal second half and and then we forced the issue. We were, we were decent without really creating too many clear-cut chances. The second goal's, you know, an error from us. But then, um, over the piece, we've been brilliant. So we have to be very positive. Facts are it's one point out of the last six, so that needs to be rectified. Uh, Gordon Diel, the Celtic team lines this afternoon. Everyone... Knows what, what Tom Rogic is capable of But it just shows you what can happen In the life of a professional footballer There was a time when he was a stick on The number one option for that position But all of a sudden he's now the man that's coming in Perhaps with, with something to prove That he could oust Ryan Christie from that position Well it's going to be a big ask Because if everyone's fit just now I think Ryan Christie's the number one choice Gordon uh, Tom Rogic has had it very good here for a long time Because he would come out I thought he was a. I still do think he's a terrific talent. I've got to say, I think he'll be a big player for Celtic. But he used to play under Brendan Rodgers. He'd do his usual 65, 70 minutes, round of applause. Off he came, sat on the bench and watched the rest of the game. Today he will need to step up to the mark. It's a big challenge for him, and I think it'll do him the world of good because he knows that the minute Ryan Christie's available again then Ryan Christie will be on the side. So he's got to keep putting pressure on Ryan Christie and actually putting pressure on Neil Lennon to say, I want to be number one choice again. Uh, Craig Beattie, any of Celtic's problems so far this season have come in the road. It's been in the last two games against Hibs and Livingston. Uh, no such issues at Celtic Park. So, you know, on paper then, does this go down as a, a comfortable afternoon or can you see Ross County causing one or two problems? Um, I think Ross County have done really well so far this season. Um, they're, they're, they're capable of scoring goals, you know. And, and Ross Stewart up front, he's got he's got four in the league in, in eight league games. So you're talking about a strike ratio of one and two, which is is really really good for for a player at Ross County. Uh, with all due respect, um, so Ross County are capable of scoring goals. However, Celtic should be too strong for them today, and it should turn out to be a comfortable afternoon. Yeah, I totally agree with Beats and uh, most of the guys what they're saying. It's an opportunity to see Thrimprong. You know, good promising uh, sounds coming out of Parkhead about what he can deliver. Tom Rogic, you look at his uh, stats from last year, who eight yeah. uh, appearances, cup and league f- since January. You know, and you think to yourself, he's the forgotten man. We've seen him play and, and it looked as if he was really struggling to get fitness. So this is an opportunity to put down the, the marker, to let Christy know that he's still about. Uh, but for me, Christie's so much far ahead at the moment. I can't believe that Neil Lennon said to Alison that it was harsh to say that Celtic had to make amends today. They've dropped five points out of six at Easter Road against a struggling Hibs and against a Livingston side who went into the Celtic match having lost all three of their previous league games. It's not harsh at all. If Neil Lennon's not upset by dropping five points out of six at those two grounds... Then he should be 
Celtic Park Our first venue this afternoon For Celtic against Ross County We've given you the team news The likes of Tom Rogic And Frimpong Both starting for Celtic this afternoon Let's go around the rest of the grounds And see what we've got in store A massive game at Fir Park It's third against fourth As Motherwell entertain Aberdeen And Andrew McLean is watching that one yeah, certainly a big afternoon here, as you say, third against fourth. And what a big chance this is for Motherwell to put a statement out there, if they haven't already this season with their performances. But they're four points ahead of Aberdeen already. They could go seven clear after nine games. That would be a great feat in the early stages of this campaign for them. They've already put three past Hearts. They've put three past Hibs this season. They've won five of their last six league games as well. So it's all looking good for the Fur Park side at the moment. As for Aberdeen, despite sitting just a place behind Motherwell it's not been plain sailing for them so far a real lack of consistency no wins in their last three outings they've got Celtic up next so you'd be feeling that surely they'll want to get something from this game they'll feel a need to as for team news one change for Motherwell from that 2-0 win against St Mirren Devontae Colt drops out and Chris Long comes in 4-3-3 for them Mark Gillespie in goal a back four of Liam Grimshaw Peter Hartley Declan Gallagher and Richard Tate the midfield three Alan Campbell Barry Maguire and Liam Polworth with James Scott and Sherwin Sadoff supporting Chris Long up top. The substitutes, Carson, Manzinga, Hilton, Illich, Mugabe, Semple and Cole. Derek McInnes ringing the changes for this one. Five from that one-all draw against Hibbs. Lewis Ferguson and Curtis Main drop out because they are suspended. Both sent off in that game. Also Ross Campbell and Hedges drop out. In come Viner, Gallagher, McGinn, Devlin and Wilson. It's an interesting one. I've seen a different, few different interpretations of this starting lineup because there's six natural defenders in this lineup. Uh, it looks as if it could be a 4-4-2 for Aberdeen. Joe Lewis starting in goal. A back four of Shea Logan, Mikey Devlin, Scott McKenna, and Andy Considine. The midfield four: Niall again, Zach Viner, John Gallagher, and Greg Lee with James Wilson and Sam Cosgrove up top. The substitutes: Cherney, Gleeson, Campbell, Hedges, Bryson. Uh, McLennan and Anderson the referee for this one at Fur Park is Ewan Anderson let's hear from both managers then Stephen Robinson first up third versus fourth at the moment only, it's only eight games as I said the league table doesn't matter too much at the moment but um, it's a test for us a real test for us we've been we've been very good lately and you know we'll have to ride to that occasion again and, and that's the physical element that Aberdeen bring with it as well and then try and take the game to them we all go through that you know Derek's having a spell where he's, you know, he's, he's picking up injuries and suspensions and, and it's hard to deal with but they've, they've got a good squad you know they've got a lot of good young players as well um, they, they've got a massive threat up front with, with a big Sam so you know they'll make no mistake they're, they're not a weaker side at the moment contrary to what people have said it'll still be a very tough game Derek McInnes visiting for Park this afternoon. Well, Mullerwell have still got um, traits of what they've always been, you know, you know, competitive in the opposition box, you know, long throws, set plays, still got enough size about them, but they've certainly tried to change um, a lot of how they want to play, good rotation in the middle of the park. You know, and it's one area of the team that we are, clearly as we spoke earlier, we're a bit short of, but we've still got quality ahead of that. Um, we've got Cosgrove in good form, we've got good experience in the back line. So we can uh, we can still go and win a game there, um, despite the, the difficulties we're facing um, in terms of team selection. And there's enough good players who'll be wearing an Aberdeen jersey on Saturday who are capable of winning the game. For me, it's the game of the day. Uh, it's a, an element of the mismatch about Celtic and Ross County. Uh, but here we have Motherwell, who have the chance to go seven points clear of Aberdeen. Unbelievable. That's a great thing for Stephen Robinson. If he pulls it off... But Aberdeen with Cosgrove up front, uh, they must, must be in the market for 
a result that kickstarts their season. So for me, Fair Park is the place to be. I'm afraid the football cliche guidelines state that you're not allowed to use the phrase relegation six pointer until well into the new year. But nevertheless, the bottom two play in Paisley, St Mirren against St Johnston, and Stephen Mills keeping an eye on that one. Well, I better change what I'm about to say because I was about to say this is a cliched relegation six-pointer already. It is the bottom two, St Mirren, 11th on five points in St Johnston. Bottom of the table, winless so far. Four points for them so far this season. And as I say, it's going to be a bit of a battle here today. St Mirren can't score and St Johnston can't keep clean sheets. So surely something will happen. And St Johnston, by the way, haven't won away from home in the league since December last year so this will be a very good victory if they manage to get all three points today last time out for St Mirren it was defeat to Motherwell 2-0 it finished at Fur Park Kyle McAllister missed that match with a back injury and he remains on the sidelines unfortunately for them Cody Cody Cook I should say is back in full training though but this game just comes a little bit too early for him only three goals as I mentioned for Jim Goodwin's men this season so far so it's clear where the problem lies he's made two changes from that defeat against Motherwell he goes with Haladke and goals. Uh, Paul McGinn at uh, right back. Then we've got Broadfoot, McLaughlin and Waters. And a big boost. Stephen McGinn that makes his first start of the season. The club captain is in. Uh, Ryan Flinger drops out for him. Then we have Sam Foley and Tony Andrew. He comes back into the team for Dermot. So that's the other change in Jim Goodwin's lineup. Then John Obika and Danny Mullen up front. On the bench we've got Gary McKenzie, Dermot, Morai, Jorkaev, McPherson, Linus and Bredner on the bench for St Mirren. As for St Johnston, as I mentioned, it has been absolutely dreadful for them so far this season and they go with two changes as well Tommy Wright makes two changes from last time out which was a 2-2 draw with St Mirren Kennedy and May on the score sheet that day they retain their places in the team Income Holt and Wright so the team it looks like this is Xander Clark and goals then Ralston Kerr Duffy and Tanzer Davidson and Holt Kennedy Swanson and Wright and Stevie May up front for St Johnston today today's referee is Nick Walsh and I'm going to say it again it is a relegation six pointer here at St Mirren at Simple Digital Arena and I'll keep you updated throughout the afternoon oh go on then I don't mind building it up it is an important game in Paisley uh, Alex Ray significant yeah. team news in the form of Stephen McGinn he's the club captain at St Mirren he has played a grand total of zero minutes in the league this season by and large he's been fit he's been available but he's been watching from the bench Jim Goodwin has decided now is the time for whatever reason uh, to yep. change that up He may think it's going to be a battle today And Stephen would actually come into that category Gordon uh, I was a bit surprised that he hasn't played any minutes You know when you look at what he's done for the club over the last couple of years uh, But obviously Jim Goodwin sees him on a regular basis So he's threw him into the mix today It's an opportunity for the club captain to make his Yeah his known. impact yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Eight games, 12 hours of football Three no, no. goals from St Mirren Three A goal every four hours they score So yeah. I that's that's, that's the first thing that has yeah. to be corrected Yeah, obviously the, the key issues for uh, Jim Goodwin uh, Paul Heckenbottom would still, I'd imagine Come under the category of a, a manager Who could be doing with a win at some point soon He goes to Hamilton today As has Mark Guidi Well, if ever there's a side that Paul Heckenbottom would want to play It would probably would be Hamilton Aki scored in last season in the three meetings between the teams Hibs won all three With an aggregate score of 9-0 But Goals not coming easily for both sides in the eight league games this season. They have only managed seven goals apiece. Not good enough. Hibs with only one league win. That was an opening day of the season against St Mirren and Hamilton with two league wins to their name. That's why Aki's in eighth place on eight points and Hibernian surprisingly in ten spot, two points behind on six. So, 
bearing all that in mind, is this the classic 0-0 game this afternoon? Well, let's hope not. And when you look at both sides, I do think that there will be goals in it for Hamilton Ackies. They go 4-3-3. It's Owen Fawn Williams in goal at the back. Scott McMahon, Alex Godic, Sam Stubbs and Brian Easton. In midfield, Ronnie Hughes, Blair Alston and Scott Martin. And up top, it is Lewis Smith. Mikael Miller and the main striker Marius Ongpo on the bench for Brian Rice's team Davis Oakley Cunningham McKinnon Moyle Hamilton sub goalkeeper is Southwood for Hibernian they too go 4-3-3 it's Chris Maxwell in goals at the back Tom James Paul Hanlon Ryan Portis and Lewis Stevenson in the midfield Stevie Mallon Josh Vela and Melker Holberg and up front it is Daryl Horgan, Chris Doidge and Joe Newell on the bench for the high bees it's Jackson, Middleton and Naismith, Camberry, Allen and Murray sub goalkeeper is Marciano and today's match referee in Lanarkshire is John Beaton What was it you accused uh, Christian Doidge of just before the break Hugh uh, Keevans? It was a phrase that I liked and no, I said I, I was going to note it I, down I said there was only one thing missing from his game Ability no, there was something else Because you chose him as your howler of the weekend I said it? he was guilty of excessive howling Excessive howling, that was it Well, we'll see if we can go any better uh, At Hamilton today Kilmarnock against Livingston The AstroTurf Derby Who else would you send? Fraser Wishart What's going to happen there this afternoon? You send me to the classics So the plastico as they're calling it around <laughs> here um, Nothing between these two teams of course Both on 11 points 6th and 7th in the table And probably fairly happy with the starts that they've had this season. Kelly, of course, had that excellent win last time out at Tynecastle when they beat Hearts 1-0, a game I was at in Livingston, beat Celtic 2-0, which was a fantastic result for them. So maybe the international break came at the wrong time. That win for Livy broke a run of four defeats after a good start to the season. So they'll come here full of confidence, but they'll have to find a way around Kilmarnock's strong back four. They're really strong at the back and in the midfield. And six clean sheets in the last seven, five in the last six league games is testament to that. But at the other end, they haven't scored in their last two home league games, so I don't expect an avalanche of goals. We're beginning to see signs of Angelo Alessio's style of play. They like to defend deep, they break up the play, they hit in the counter-attack. But a different game for Kelly today. Going to have to make the play. They're the home side. They'll be expected to be on the front foot, which is perhaps not their strong point. And Livy will try and get the ball forward, miss out the bypass the Kelly's strong midfield, get to Lyndon Dykes and play in Kelly's last third. So a fascinating game here at uh, Grubby Park. Kelly won all three games between these two last season. I expect it to be really tight with very few goals. Kilmarnock, just one change from the team that beat Hearts. Rory McKenzie comes in to the starting lineup, and Liam Miller drops to the bench where he'll sit beside Simeon Jackson, who was signed during the weekly lineup. And with Laurent Chu, Branescu in goals, Stephen O'Donnell, Dario Del Fabro, Stuart Finlay, and Nico Hamalainen at the back. Gary Dicker and Alan Power in midfield with Chris Burke, Mo El McCreaney, and Rory McKenzie behind the Malone striker, Eamon Brophy. The subs for Kamark, Jan Koprovich, Alex Bruce, Connor Johnson, Liam Miller, Simeon Jackson, Dom Thomas, and Harvey Sinclair. And unsurprisingly, Livingston are unchanged in the game against Celtic, although they do have skipper Alan Lithgow, who's been out for a number of games. He's back on the substitutes bench. They go with Matias Sarkic in goals, back for Nicky Devlin. John Guthrie Ricky Lamy and Jamie Millen Marvin Bartley will hold the midfield and ahead of him Stephen Lawless Keegan Jacobs Robbie Crawford and Scott Robinson with Lyndon Dykes as the lone striker the subs for Livy Ross Stewart Craig Sibbald Ayman Souda Alan Lithgow Stephen Lawson Lee Miller and Hakeem Odafan and the referee today at Rugby Park is Stephen McLean so that's you up to speed with all the team news ahead of our featured matches Celtic against Ross County St Mirren St Johnston Motherwell Aberdeen Kilmarnock Livy and Hamilton against Hibs it's that time on a Saturday afternoon as always we're going to take a breather and then we'll look back on some of the week's biggest stories next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray, Craig Beattie and Hugh Keevans are in the studio The top team are all around the grounds And the team news is in Celtic against Ross County's The big one in Glasgow as they look to regain top spots uh, St Mirren against St Johnston, Motherwell Aberdeen, Kelly Livingston And Hamilton Hibbs are our featured ch- uh, Premiership matches We've got big games all across the divisions And of course Rangers heading to the capital to take on Hearts at Tyne Castle tomorrow Now Hugh Keevans, at this time on a Saturday We yeah. like to get everyone involved And we tend to recap the biggest stories of the week mm. But it's been the quietest week cool. in the history of Scottish football Because there's not a lot to write home about with regards to the national team And everybody else has been lying low and been on their holidays You can choose, what do you want to discuss? Uh, why not go down the road of Nicky Hammond in at Celtic And Ross Wilson in at Rangers uh, Nicky Hammond, I would suggest, has two jobs. Celtic are light up front. If anything happens to Odson Edward, a, a, a hamstring injury can happen to anyone, anytime. Uh, Celtic are short of a natural goal scorer. Uh, Vico and Bayo doesn't look to me like a natural, prolific goal scorer. Therefore, Nicky Hammond, I think, should be looking to find one for the January transfer window. And also of a slightly more long-term nature, who could replace Scott Brown? After all, he's given Celtic. Uh, it can't last forever. They need to find someone. Uh, with regard to Ross Wilson, then he has to do whatever he can to help Stephen Gerrard win that first trophy for Rangers, uh, a club who have gone eight years without a major trophy. Now, the one that they want to win is obviously the league. So... In January, if it's still nip and tuck, Rangers might have business to do with the transfer market because Celtic certainly will. Uh, Mark Guidi, most people will focus on who's playing up front and, and who's shoring up the defence. I, I get that, but nevertheless, football in 2019, especially at clubs of that size, it's important that, that the structure is right. And both of our big clubs in Glasgow have made significant moves over the last seven days to, to try and, and protect that structure or bolster that structure. Yeah, they, they, they have Ross Wilson um, and at Rangers who is a first class uh, operator, I think it's certainly a step up from Mark Allen and then with Celtic they've brought in Nicky Hammond who has had a good feel for the club for the past uh, five months and has helped to recruit well during July um, and August um, I think January, listen it will be nip and tuck come January, it won't possibly be it will be nip and tuck come January and that's why it could be the most important transfer window uh, since transfer windows come in both, both, for both Celtic and Rangers not only about going for the league title but whoever wins that league title getting the right players so that have had six months to prepare for the 30 million quid Champions League jackpot and if you look at Celtic um, sometimes it's been too last minute they do recruit well but it would be better if you had players in sooner um, they do need competition for Edward for a number of reasons and we've been saying that for a couple of months and for Rangers they also have to look at their number nine situation because I have a feeling that Morelos keeps going the way he's going. He will be sold next summer. And Jermaine Defoe, as much as he's got terrific quality, he's only contracted to the end of this season and he's not getting any younger. So it's number nine position is something that both clubs have to address in January. And it's not easy finding a good number nine. Number nines are scarce. Look at our own national team. We had to go down to the championship to find a number nine for our game against uh, San Marino, particularly the budgets. So they have to be very creative. They have to use all their contacts and they have to go and find a bargain. Uh, but Celtic have the greater financial muscle come January, um, should that be the case. But it will be 
They say that January's not a great month and it's no great for doing business. The old firm will need to make it good for doing business. And whoever does the best in January may well win the league. Have Stephen, you've been quite consistent on that, Mark Guiri, because I know a lot of people think that the January window's sometimes a bit of an afterthought and you're nowhere near as important as the summer window. I wonder if a good example of how important it can be would, would be at Rangers with Stephen Davis and Jermaine Defoe. Signed in January, didn't hit the ground running straight away and, and perhaps yeah. took a while and, and people... Because uh, that's what we do now Jump jump in quite quickly and, and have reservations But now look at them Having had that, that six months to settle in You're spot on Gordon Absolutely I mean that that shows it You know it took Took a while probably for Stephen Gerrard To realise you know, what best to play Not in terms of what the qualities That Defoe and Davis are We all know that But in terms of where they fit in the team And the best guys to have Around about them Look at the impact The positive impact over the last nine months that, that um, Defoe has had on Morelos on and off the park, helping him to mature and helping him to improve um, as a footballer. So, yeah, the January window, don't underestimate it. If either club and either director of football doesn't do his job well enough uh, and not backed well enough by the board in January, they may well pay the ultimate price, which is A, they won't win the title, and B, they're out of the running for the £30 million jackpot in August. Uh, Craig Beattie When Nicky Hammond Sits down and, and starts his job Granted he's, he's already been there So there's, there's a bit of Continuity How high up on his list Of priorities Will be looking at, at Celtic's Striker situation and, and trying to assess Whether uh, They've got enough Going forward Yeah I think I think it'll be vital um, You know, I, I said on the show Last night that, that both clubs Have to recruit A number nine um, and I think it's it's going to be a really really tough ask. I think uh, you know Neil Lennon said that Edward won't be going anywhere in, in the January window, which is reassuring for the Celtic fans. But you know I, th- I think we're all of the opinion in, in the studio here that that Bayo's not quite cutting it at the minute. We've got no idea where Lee Griffiths is in in, in terms of um, physicality and, and, and being ready to, to impact any first team football matches. So I think he's got a huge job trying to to, to bring a, a centre forward into the Celtic to, to back up Edwards. Um, likewise, Ross Wilson at Rangers, and and I think a difficult a difficulty they might come across is that you're potentially looking to sign a striker who would be third choice um, because if you're trying to attract a striker to Rangers and Morelos is there, he's on fire. Defoe at the minute is the top scorer in the country. You know you're potentially thinking I could I could be signing for Rangers but as a third choice striker so then you have to look at the calibre and the mentality of the player you're then looking at if, if he's happy to come as a third choice striker I, I don't think uh, Rangers will be looking for a striker come January Beats, not to, because of the things you just highlighted there. you've got two guys that are absolutely on fire now between now and January if one of them get injured then that would become more of a priority you're going to have a guy sitting on the bench because he'd be so far behind these two guys you know he'd have to make an unbelievable impact which is not going to happen because he won't get the minutes so that's not a priority for Rangers as it currently stands at the moment. We had a fascinating conversation last night, as you remember, Gordon. Uh, Rangers supporters calling in saying, I don't care about 10 in a row. I'd rather Rangers won the yeah, Europe Yeah, I League. heard that, Hugh. I totally agree with what you said. Uh, but here's the, the other odd thing that's going on. Celtic could not contemplate for one second selling Odson Edward, no matter how much they're offered in January. Likewise, Rangers could not contemplate for the mm. same second selling Alfredo Morelos no matter how much money they were offered in January and that's why 10 in a row or stopping 10 in a row is more important than Europe That because they couldn't take a fortune either of them could not take a fortune because the supporters would say you betrayed us we went to the league and you betrayed us uh, Fraser I'm not trying to turn this into to some sort of, of competition the reason that I suggest that maybe Celtic's appointment is more significant purely because they've not really had someone in this role before 
Um, you know, Mark Allen was Rangers director of football. Ross Wilson's replaced him. Celtic have now added it ahead of football operations, which, which they didn't have before. I mean, Lee Congerton was the head of recruitment, so it looks like behind the scenes, uh, Celtic have, have, have restructured quite significantly. Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of chats when uh, Mark Allen left about, you know, does the Rangers need a, a director of football? And I'm sure Celtic supporters were maybe discussing the, 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 the same. There's an absolute need for a director of football. They have a vital role to play at football clubs. And all the chat the guys were talking about there, about maybe a player going or maybe not. A player going, they have to plan for the possibility that, that any player, or indeed the manager, may not be there because if, if they're successful as a player and they score a lot of goals, they're going to attract interest. And, and if they're not scoring goals, the strikers, you need to look for who's going to come in and, and do that. And the same with managers, if they're successful, then they'll, they'll attract other clubs as well. So it's absolutely vital. And you can't just wait until that happens. You have to plan for the possibility that the board of directors might accept a bid for Edward or a bid for Morelos or whoever in your team. And you have to have that replacement. Not lined up, but you have to have your eye on it. And, and Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon don't have time to do that. You know, there's so much to do day to day. There's games coming thick and fast there's all sorts to do they don't have time to speak to scouts and speak to agents so, so I think it's, it's a good appointment by, by, by Celtic and a good appointment by Rangers I, I actually know Ross Wilson we at the PFA believe it or not gave him his start in football which is, which is not really oh, widely known he's trying to take credit uh, for that we worked with Falkirk when George Craig who's now at Hibs was there and uh, this is probably 15 years ago we, we got funding and we paid for half his salary at the same time as Falkirk to have an education and welfare officer the first one I think perhaps in Scottish football at that time and he came in just out of university, young lad, and you thought, you've, you've got a lot, you've got a lot of talent. And I've dealt with him since at, at Southampton. He knows his stuff, and he'll bring a very, very good contacts book, as will, as will Nicky Hammond. So, good positions for, for, for Celtic and Rangers. Both needed. They need to be there. As long as they know that their influence stops at the dressing room door, which I think both of these guys do, they can be a huge support to Neil Lennon and to Stephen Gerrard. See, Fraser Worship, star maker. <laughs> he makes Simon Cowell look redundant. <laughs> Hugh. Ross Wilson was actually part of a deal in 2011 to take me to Watford on loan oh. from Swansea. Um, He's to blame, and I had an absolute stinker. So just just to balance it out here. <laughs> <laughs> so he's had his moments as he's had his moments. He was the first person I met when I signed for for Watford. Went down to the hotel and Ross came over to the hotel and meet me, and uh, it never worked out too well. So, but I wish him well in his new role. Right? Okay. Wasn't his fault though, no? I it wasn't his fault. Right, right, no. See, that's okay, the no. difference. Fraser talks himself up and then uh, <laughs> beats his battles him down. <laughs> I don't mind that um, But Hugh I mean Fraser's absolutely right Because you You're you, you're very much focused on this Title race And how important it is And how can you take your eyes off it Because yeah. you're, you know, you're going midweek Sunday Midweek Sunday With Europa League We've got a League Cup Semi-final Then final not too far away But But, but clubs have to be ready Even if you don't think It's likely for Neil Lennon And Steven Gerrard Look look what happened With, with Brendan Rodgers A manager might just Might just leave Sure And you, you have to be ready for it yeah, and that's why these guys are, are in place Or part of the reason they're in place When Brendan Rodgers left the, the, the phrase that came into my head Was the death of innocence You know people think He'll be at Celtic forever Ten in a row He'll stay for that No he won't He'll wait And if a good opportunity comes up He'll go And he did So yeah Nicky Hammond and Ross Wilson Have to be alive to every situation But I repeat And I know that Alec Ray backs me 100% in this There is nothing Nothing more important to the Celtic and Rangers fans than 10 in a row, the winning of, or 10 in a row, the preventing of. I think that was a good point. Apart from, to be fair, those fans who phoned and tweeted in last night to say that you don't speak for them. Yeah, it was Roger last night that phoned in. Well, there was a few. The majority. Came back to the point where, in terms of the managerial, if someone came in and tried to headhunt a certain manager of the old firm, 
I think it's really important because I think if my memory serves me right, Rangers waited a long, long time to appoint Steven Gerrard and it was going, you know, the Demurty scenario. They would not want that to happen to you. Mm. And I think that was a, a kind of criticism of the board that they didn't have a, an immediate replacement and they would have to have learned mm. lessons from that. I had to laugh yesterday when Steven Gerrard was asked about Manchester United and <laughs> Liverpool tomorrow and he went into a very long, impassioned answer about why Liverpool would win this match. <laughs> uh, clearly, Steven Gerrard, and again, one man's estimation, Steven Gerrard has a lifetime ambition and that will be to manage Liverpool. He's already said that. He says he's Rangers, Liverpool and England was also on the list as well. These are far-reaching roles that Nick Hammond and Ross Wilson have. Is another important factor, Alex, because the headline maker is the who you signed. Who is in the contact book? Who did you manage to sign? And then maybe behind that, you've got succession planning for managers um, and, and other structures. What about trying to find a... A suitable pathway for, for academy players To make it into the first yeah. team During the break for instance Someone I can't remember Who mentioned Just just in passing uh, You know Where's Karamoko Dembele at the moment Guys right, yeah. guys like that Ultimately Celtic and Rangers Have to stay strong And have to win leagues But still at the same time Need to find a way To bring these yeah, guys Cameron. in And the, 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 the these you know Nick Hammonds and Ross Wilsons of the world that must come under their remit as well without a doubt Gordon I think uh, when you're putting everything into the mix you have to look at the next generation of kids coming through you have to develop them they're spending a fortune at these academies so mm. you, you look at the money they're throwing or the coaching staff or the kids that are coming through and they're throwing a lot of money at it so you're looking for some sort of uh, little nugget to come through and complement what you're actually doing at that level I think it's, it should have been easier for Rangers in the last few years in terms of developing kids to come through because they've been a lot weaker than they have been in Time's gone by There's an opportunity now To get the support The infrastructure in place And then start getting guys Into the uh, the first team Because If you look at Mikey Johnson He's just the next one Out of the Celtic Production line uh, Dembele's the next one yeah. uh, So you know There's guys waiting from Celtic So Rangers have to Emulate that as well yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit old school When it when it comes to the Director of football roles Because you know, I played at Celtic A time with Martin O'Neill And Martin O'Neill Wouldn't have, have anybody else Sort of mm-hmm. standing on his toes And you know There was a spell of Maybe three to four years Where I think Celtic's youth team has produced close to 13 full internationals um, with no director of football. So um, maybe I'm a little bit blinded by the kind of success that we had at that, at that point at Celtic where I don't... It's obviously an important role because all the big clubs are doing it these days, but maybe I just need to move with the times a little bit because I'm, I'm not convinced by it. It's, de- it's definitely needed. The, the most important thing is that the rules and the lines of communication are drawn up before the role. Who's in charge? Who gets the final say? And I'd imagine, because the, the manager's always the first guy to go if things go wrong. So you'd want Stephen Gerrard to know, yeah, I want Ross Wilson in because I know he can do good work, but I have the final say on who comes and who goes in terms of the first-team squad. Out with that, do what you like, because it's all about winning on a Saturday. But I, I think they are absolutely necessary now. Um, but as long as the rules are laid down, as long as it's absolutely clear who has the final say, and I've no doubt that in this relationship, and rightly so, Stephen Gerrard will have the final say. Okay, let's leave that one there because we've got some fantastic fixtures for you this afternoon, and we're going back around the grounds next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Building up to big games across the country, none more so than Celtic against Ross County at Celtic Park. Uh, Gordon Diel is there keeping an eye on things for us. Gordon, um, would you be expecting a, a fast start from Celtic as they look to 
I don't know, bounce back is, is the right word Neil Lennon disagrees with, with making amends but, but clearly when you lose just before the international break It seems like a long old time before you get to, to turn out and, and make things right again Yeah, I think uh, every Celtic fan coming along here this afternoon Will be expecting a fast start Neil Lennon, yeah, he can obviously defend his players Because he's always said that since he's come in His players have been terrific And you can understand a manager saying that But he has got to be disappointed You know, dropping five points out of six um, especially when you go to Easter Road and it's a hip side that is not really on fire just now, they're very, very poor. Uh, Celtic didn't play particularly well that day, you can argue about the penalties all day all day long, but they eventually lost the game, uh, through the game and then obviously that defeat to Livingston. So I think this is a perfect game for them uh, after international break. They're at home. Look, let's not let's not be um, you know against Ross County here, disrespectful. They've come into the league, they're very well organised. In the last four games, they've, they've not lost. They've went to Motherwell, get a great result in Motherwell. They've went to Kilmarnock. But they've also went to Petordre and lost heavily as well. They'll come here very well organised. But I just think Celtic will come out in the front foot. And with the poor middle if, if front, I think they will have enough, especially at home. And I think they will win this very comfortably, Gordon. And of course it's a big week for Celtic Gordon Lazio next up as well Not to get too far ahead of ourselves They are not yet at half time today Lazio And they're losing 3-0 at home uh, to Atalanta Just just in case anyone's interested But Celtic have got that to contend with this week as well Yeah there's a lot of fixtures coming up And uh, I know the boys were talking about there about squads And I do agree that obviously Celtic I think everybody does They're looking at the Celtic squad And if anything happened to Edward Yeah I think there'll be serious problems here They need to address that very shortly um, but there's a lot of games but I, d- I don't feel sorry for Celtic Rangers because at the end of the day players one love playing games secondly they've got huge huge squads they've got two three players for nearly every position so it's up to players to come in and show what they can do like this afternoon Tom Rogic for me last season um, before Brendan Rodgers left would probably be a number one pick for me every week because I thought he was that good now you look at you know, the season started. Ryan Christie's probably the number one pick. So he's got something to come out and prove. So the guys that have been sitting waiting for their opportunity and with these games coming thick and fast, it's up to them to go out there and show that they're capable of holding down a regular place. Uh, Andrew McLean is watching Motherwell against Aberdeen. It's third against fourth at Fir Park in a true Hugh Keevens style. Andrew, I might just jinx this one for you. No draws in the last 13 meetings. Uh, between the sides It's really difficult to call If you look at previous head-to-heads I think in the last Eight meetings that They've each won four um, And there's been Various times when, when one team's been in good form and, and it just goes against the grain When these sides meet You never quite know what to expect Yeah, you never really know What to expect But when you look at The way this season's gone And over the past few weeks Especially It is Motherwell That have the, the good feeling Around their club Aberdeen A bit of unrest in there There's been a, a few Aberdeen fans Not too happy With the way Derek McInnes Has been dealing with stuff recently And you look at the other side of it Motherwell Absolutely flying Under Stephen Robinson And I think a lot of that Is to do with the sort of Consistency and selection They've got at the moment Just one change again today And they really do have A solid base For a team That seems to be Turning up every week And performing And it's something That Aberdeen just do not have At the moment Another five changes For them today some of it is self-inflicted with you know Lewis Ferguson and Curtis Main who were sent off last time out 
injuries to the likes of Ojo, Taylor and Wright who aren't available, Gleason and Bryson only fit enough for the, for the bench on their returns today but you think Motherwell would fancy their chances going into this one but it is a good chance for Aberdeen to maybe try and use this as a springboard if they can get a win here today, they'll edge closer to, to Motherwell, they'll be just a point behind them and that uh, is something that they'll, they'll really be looking to do but as I say you know with, with Motherwell they've been flying, they've scored five more goals in the league than Aberdeen and their goals are really spread around the team as well whereas Aberdeen so reliant on, on Sam Cosgrove he scored half of their league goals this season but certainly an interesting one we'll have at Far Park today uh, and At Paisley we're looking ahead to St Mirren against St Johnson Stephen sometimes uh, we overcomplicate this game that we love for St Mirren it's, it's pretty simple score more goals that's kind of what they need to do at the moment Jim Goodwin's acknowledged as much himself Yeah I mean he's been banging on about this for a few weeks now it's no goals in the last three matches and uh, I know you boys love a stat so they've had 84 shots and goals this season and they have scored three goals which is a success rate of two and a half percent so I think that's fairly obvious the stats speak for themselves there that is the big issue for St Mirren obviously Kyle McAllister being out as well is not helping he missed the last match against uh, Motherwell which was ended in a a 2-0 defeat he's out today again and also I think they're looking to McGuinness, Mullen and Obika Uh, those are the players that we're looking to to get the goals today in terms of Obika he's not had more than 10 goals in a season since 2015-16 so he's hardly prolific he was kicking around League 1 in the bottom of the championship before he signed from Oxford in the summer and he's not exactly set the header light here as well so a lot of pressure on him in terms of St Johnston obviously no wins at all for them so this season so far so men at least have that Um, but St Johnston haven't won away from home since December last year but they do have Stevie May and he did score in his last out and so you know it's one team who can't score and one team who can't keep a clean sheet so hopefully something happens today it is going to be a nervous one I think and I think Stephen McGinn coming back into the midfield for St Mirren probably emphasises that as Alec was saying a little bit earlier on it's his uh, first start of the season his first minutes of the season and I think Jim Goodwin thinks it's going to be a bit of a battle today in the midfield so we'll see what happens here in Paisley Here is Jim Goodwin If it was a couple of games to go in the season and, and this was the situation then of course it's a uh, it's a probably a different kind of you know mind, mindset that you're in going into it it becomes a must not lose game this early stage of the season, I don't think we can we can think like that. You know, we have to go approach the game in a positive manner, um, and try and, as I say, take the game to St Johnston and try and be on the front foot uh, as the home team. That's what will be expected of us, and that's what the supporters will demand. And um, you know, I think by playing that way, it gives us a better chance of winning the game. Speaking of goal scorers, Mark Greedy, it's something Hibs could be doing with when they go to Hamilton. A lot of focus on Christian Dodge for all the. All the chances he missed against Aberdeen in one of the previous games. He's got one goal in his last 10 appearances. He was a, a sort of one and two man at Forest Green in League Two, so that was a decent ratio, but he's not managed to replicate that up here yet. No, he, he's not, and it's been a bit of a problem for Hibernian. But the one good thing that Doyle will take into the snow just five minutes from kickoff is that Paul Heckenbottom has, has, has put his trust in him and given him a start. You know, he's left Camberry. Um, out, so he thought, listen, I'm going to go with you again. Uh, there was once or twice in that uh, game against Aberdeen, it was selfish once or twice, it was good goalkeeping um, from Joe Lewis. But uh, if he can get service and Horgan and Newell can provide it, then I think the goals will come because it's clear that he does get himself into, into decent positions. And I think maybe one of those guys, if he gets one, 
he'll go on a on a run and likewise for for Hamilton Aki's uh, I've always liked Mikael Miller he's been involved a bit with injury this season but he's back in the, in the lineup. Lewis Smith as well knows a terrific young talent middle to front very very comfortable in the ball lifts his head picks a pass has a shot on goal that's why I think despite the fact that both teams only have seven goals each this season in the league uh, Gordon I think there'll be goals here today uh, and just briefly Fraser Wishart times against us but you've got Kelly against Livingston how much of a battle will it be between uh, Scotland's defender Stuart Finlay who joined us in the studio the other night and a man who people were tipping for a Scotland call-up in Lyndon Dykes Yeah, I think they'll have to stand up to, to Lyndon Dykes at the back come on up because uh, Livingston, their style of play is get it forward early miss out the midfield and then play in the opponent's final third and I think that'll suit them against come on up because I think the, the midfield area fascinating battle both strong physical they press well if you play in there for come on up they'll take it off you so I think Livingston will probably play back to front play off Dykes and play in, in the opposition third but not expecting a lot of goals here Gordon I think Kelly will just shade it 1-0 the scene is set the team news is in and the kickoffs are coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors the compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined talk to thompsons.com it's Celtic against Ross County this afternoon as Jeremy Fringpong and Tom Rogic make their first league starts of the season so for Celtic, it'll be Fraser Forster in goal, the back four of Jeremy Frimpong, Christopher Iyer, Chris Julian and Bolly Bolingoli. It'll be Scott Brown and Callum McGregor with the three of James Forrest, Tom Rogic, Mohamed Ilianusi with Odson Edward up top. For Ross County, Ross Laidlaws in goal, the back four of Marcus Fraser, Keith Watson, Liam Fontaine and Richard Foster in the midfield. Michael Gardine, Joe Chalmers, Ross Draper and Josh Mullen with Blair Spittle behind the lone striker of Ross Stewart. Gordon DL home crowd Saturday afternoon do you expect anything but a home win incredible Alison I looked round just as you were talking there and I'm thinking this isn't the biggest crowd I've ever seen at Celtic Park and then a banner's got in my left hand side there about the prices you know and the Celtic fans are making it clear for Celtic to set the trend 20's plenty and we're giving prices again but it's up to Celtic to entertain this afternoon First and foremost, they've got to get the three points. They've got to claim top of the table again. And then City Rangers tomorrow at Tynecastle, it's up to use. But I'm seeing the fact that Neil Lennon will look at this and he'll be seeing his players before he goes out there. Don't let this game go flat. If it goes flat for the first 20, 25 minutes, then it'll suit Ross County down to a tee. I think Celtic will come out of the traps. I think they'll try and move the ball very quickly. I think they'll try and get in behind this Ross County defence who... You know, they'll be very tight, they'll have plenty of men behind the ball, but I just think the quality that Celtic have got, and because of the importance of the game, and, and let's just say we're still in October, let's not get carried away, but I still think they've got to put in a performance, especially just before the international break. Five points out of six losing is not good enough. Brian Christie sitting in the stand this afternoon, he's of course suspended. How big a miss will he be? Well, it's up to Tom Rogic to show that he's not going to be a miss. He's certainly got the ability, so it's up to him to state a claim this afternoon, Alison. And Don Robertson does get us underway at Celtic Park. It's Celtic against Ross County. After the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Full-time results from the Scottish Premiership Celtic 6, Ross County 0, Hamilton 1, Hibs 1 Kilmarnock 2, Livingston 1, Motherwell 0, Aberdeen 3 And St Mirren 2, St Johnston 0 uh, A couple of ties in the second round of the Scottish Cup are into extra time 
Uh, so we'll keep you up to date with them. Uh, no replays are going into extra time. In the Championship today, are both 1 Morton 0, Dundee 1, Partick Thistle 3, Dunfermline 3, Air United 2, Inverness 2, Alloa 2, and Queen of the South 4. Dundee United nil in League One. Airdrie one, Montrose three, Clyde two, Wraith Rovers two, East Fife one, Forfar nil, Falkirk four, Peterhead nil, and Stranraer nil, Dumbarton nil. In the English Premier League, it finished Everton two, West Ham nil, Aston Villa two, Brighton one, Bournemouth nil, Norwich nil, Chelsea one, Newcastle nil, Leicester two, Burnley one, Tottenham one, Watford one, and Wolves one, Southampton one. Now it is over to you. The floor is yours. So what is on your mind? After another busy day of football Were you at a game? If so, get in touch What was it like? Who was good? Who was bad? Who annoyed you? Usually the referee But I think it's been quite low-key on that front today Hugh Keevans, what are you expecting on the phones? Well, we're firmly into the game of swings and roundabouts now Celtic were two points behind Rangers At uh, three o'clock They're now one point in front of Rangers Now it's over to Rangers at Tynecastle tomorrow I would expect Rangers to beat Hearts Regain the two point lead Then it's back to Celtic At Pataudry. Uh See how that game turns out That's the Sunday Lunchtime kickoff. Rangers will play Motherwell at Ibrox After that So That's what we're all about Now Can you Play catch up Can you handle being top The dynamic Is different now Gordon DL is still with us Hugh Keevans, Craig Beattie and Alex Ray are in the studio So get in touch Put your points to the panel Stephen's first up He's a Celtic fan from Cope Bridge We at the game today Stephen Yes, yeah, so we're just uh, on, on our way home uh, with my grandson and my son all in the car. I was just to say, it's the first game I've been in a long time because of, of my, my health. But what a Celtic were outstanding today. The passing, the movement, uh, the goals, uh, just the majority to watch today, you know. And, uh, I'm glad for my grandson that, that they're getting to watch a really good Celtic team just out who are growing in confidence with every game. Yeah, we might have dropped five points in whatever amount of games, but if you take it over the last three or four seasons, we've hardly lost a game. We're scoring for fun at Celtic Park, and if we can keep that up, we keep that kind of performance up, Celtic will win this league no problem. You know, we're back top of the league tonight. Might change tomorrow, but we've got the end of December. We're looking forward to the end of December, because that's when we've all, we all have kicked on, and then we'll, we'll get them at Celtic Park, and we'll destroy them if we play like that. But... Uh, Neil Lennon's doing a fantastic job He comes in for a lot of criticism But that team He's got that team Really playing really well just now And they're a joy to watch as I say Gordon I suspect the scoreline Kind of speaks for itself But I think the fact is that By listening to your report It could have been a lot more And that is a sign of Celtic's domination As Stephen says Yeah we wondered after the international break Especially the disappointment of the two games That Celtic had at Easter Road And obviously at Livingston Losing to Livingston away from home how they would start a game. Because sometimes these games can go very, very flat, Gordon. But they come out the traps. And uh, as I said, Ross County must have been delighted to get in 1-0. Because if Celtic have taken even half their chances, this would have been double figures. There's no doubt in that. They started brilliantly. Um, I couldn't believe that at half-time it was 1-0 and Edward hadn't scored. I, th- I gave him man a match. El Yunusi was brilliant today as well but I gave Edward Mann a match because in the first half I've watched him you know since he's come into Scottish football his link up play and his movement was different class it really was and all it was missing was a goal and that was down to obviously some good defending and good goalkeeping 
But in the second half, when they come out, in that 10-minute period, Ross County just looked to, to say, what is going on here? Because Celtic just ran them ragged, scored four goals, and really then took the foot off the gas. But it was a very comfortable uh, win and a professional one. Uh, Stephen, Gordon Dale thinks that, that Odson Edward was the pick of the bunch. Would you agree, or was there someone else that stood out for you? Well, I think uh, the young lad, is it Frimpong? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought he, he, he looks a real talent. He, he gets the ball, he's full of tricks. He wants to, to, to shine, especially at Celtic Park. But I think uh, all's looking good. You know, Edward's outstanding. You know, he's, he's, his performances in under 21 for France. Uh, we're going to have a big problem holding on to him. Uh, if he does go, you know, he's going to go for a lot of money. You know, but. Uh, it's just just now we're just I think we're 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 unplayable just now. For when we play like that, like we did today, there's no team will be able to love with Celtic this season. Who was from Pong Gordon? That's his first league start. Yeah, very impressed, uh, especially second half, Gordon. Um, I, I think Neil Lennon must have had a, a you know a quiet word saying to him, look, get forward, be more positive, uh, start getting to the byline, getting balls in. He was terrific second half. Um, he's 18 or something, young boy. He's not the biggest defender I've, I've ever seen, but he certainly gets up and down the pitch and uh, he puts a great shift in. And uh, it was a big part of the, the, the result in the second half when they were scoring all the goals. The only thing I will say is uh, the jury for me is still out in the fact that because of the nature of the game today, it was the most one sided game you'll ever, ever see. Um, I, I don't know if he can defend because I, I didn't see MD actually taking the ball and try to get back past them. It was all attacking. And what I did see today was he certainly got bags of ability. And I keep saying, Gordon, and I will say it to them blue in the face, you do not play with Man City unless you've got talent. <laughs> I think that's one of the things, Gordon, in terms of what Daz is saying there. I think at home, I think Rangers and Celtic are going to be formidable. I think they're going to terrorise teams. And particularly their fullbacks are going to have a field day because they have so much of the ball on the bomb mm -hmm. forward. And it is very difficult to gauge what they can actually do. And I think when you go away to your Hibs, your Hearts, your Aberdeen, Livingston, Kamarnock, I think mm -hmm. there'll be bigger tests for these guys. Yeah. I mean, tougher tests w yeah. will will lie ahead. But all of a sudden, then Hugh, if if the early reports are accurate, Celtic have gone from having no right backs to having three. Absolutely. All of a sudden, because El Hamed has been impressive at Bower. I think wasn't very good against Livingston, but he's still a, a bit to like, judging by the Celtic fans' reaction. And now Frimpong, so things well, change pretty quickly. Yeah, um, Pataudry is going to be very interesting, no matter who plays, whether it's Frimpong, Elhamed, whoever, because Aberdeen have had a good result today, and it's a confidence-building result, and they may be more likely Aberdeen of old against Celtic mm. a week tomorrow. And, you know, Stephen's gone away a happy man His grandchildren have enjoyed the game And that's wonderful However, you don't know what's around the corner Celtic had better hope That they don't look back on Livingston And Hibs away As the games that seriously impaired The league campaign Because, as I say, you never know what's around the corner Celtic have annihilated Ross County today There's a Proper test to come at Petaudry next weekend Gordon, have we seen a bit of a theme developing with the the home form here? Um, I mean, Celtic put seven, I think, past St Johnston, was it, in the opening day? They've put six past Ross County Rangers put six past Hibs They put five past Hamilton Are we seeing a a sort of era where the chances of, of you even coming close to getting anything at, at these venues is looking slim? Gordon, I know it's very early in the season um, But... 
just just looking at these two teams, especially at home, here at Celtic Park and at Ibrox, the only teams I think can win are Celtic at Ibrox or Rangers could come to Celtic Park. I don't see anybody outside these two teams winning at either of these grounds. I really don't. I can't see Aberdeen come here. I've watched Aberdeen getting trounced 5-0 at um, Ibrox. I've watched Ross County, who's sitting fifth in the league, getting trounced 6-0. I've, I've watched St Johnston getting beat 7-0. And it's not the fact that they're getting beat 5 6 7 nils. If they really were clinical on the day, these teams could take the other teams to double figures. That's how. It, that's that's the size of the gap. Now, I said before the game, Ross County, you've got to give them all the credit in the world. They're, they were well organised. They're sitting fifth in the league. They've had some terrific results away from home. But the minute Celtic up the gears today, it was completely a non-contest. In the second half, as I say, Ross County players were looking about them if to say, what is going on here? Where has this come from? Because Celtic just upped the gears and within 10 minutes, four goals, game over. It's something we, we tend to remind ourselves of though, when we have these conversations. You, you can make a case to say, well, yeah, you know, credit, credit to Celtic, credit to Rangers, but in many ways... That's actually the way it should be. Of course, if, it is, if Ross yeah. County are yeah. going to Celtic Park, or you know, if Hamilton Ackies are going to Ibrox, realistically, <laughs> resource-wise, that's kind of the way it should be. Yeah, at home, you're right. It probably should be. Um, doesn't always work out that way. Um, but what Neil Lennon will be pleased with today is after coming off the back of two really, really poor results, his team, whether he likes it or not, have made amends by scoring six goals. He will then go away and he'll watch the Lazio game with the build-up to Thursday night coming, and they've conceded three goals today. So you've got one team conceding three and the other. You know, free scoring, scoring six, and I think they had twenty eight attempts on goal today at Celtic Park. So, you know, Celtic will go into Thursday night's match against Lazio now full of confidence that's, with a chance to extend their lead. That's interesting because I looked at that stat as well. When you says it's twenty eight at half time, it was at twenty one shot, uh, twenty one shots at the Ross County goal. So, seven shots in the second half. You. Five goals Five goals, Five goals. Yeah. That's a bit more prolific isn't it Yeah uh, Let's stick on the phones 01419511025 Charlie's in Cardonald Hi Charlie Hi panel How you doing Good Charlie What's on your mind uh, First thing caller mate First thing well, caller well, what, what made you call in tonight then <clears throat> uh, Just a wee thing I was listening to the To the show obviously And just want to talk to Hugh Just to pick him up On a couple of points mm-hmm. uh, About Rangers His predictions And the way he goes about things Talking about how Rangers will go to Tyne Castle and they'll win quite easily and, and Celtic might struggle at, at Bataudry in a couple of weeks which is I, d- I did not use the word struggle did not leave my lips I said it would be a proper test of Celtic didn't say uh-huh. struggle uh-huh. Uh, okay but Tyne Castle for Rangers I think it's a very difficult place to venue for them to go and I think Celtic obviously dropping five points in the last two games but Destroyed them at Ibrox, I think. It's just a wee bit, kind of, like, you know, just... Uh, I just think, I don't, I don't know, I just... Um... Well, I mean, whether whether you're there, right, whether a, you're right or wrong, we'll, we will find out. There, but there's you're, criticism in there somewhere. You're at least base. Yeah. You're basing that on the fact. I know everything's about sort of Celtic against Rangers, but you're, you're basing it on the fact that Hearts haven't won a home league game since March. You know, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, whether that turns out to be right or not, we'll find out. But that that's where you're getting it from. Yeah, I, I, I at this point, I do not believe Hearts have any chance at all tomorrow. Now. Charlie's very welcome on Monday night. I'll be standing in the same spot. Charlie's disappeared already. I know, anyway. but that's because Charlie couldn't quite get out what he wanted to say. Uh, but 
Uh, well, we always encourage him to come back on Monday night. Uh, yeah. the, the if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, fine. The one thing you'll get out of me, I'll just tell you what I think. And we all have a good laugh here. And I did say Rangers will beat Hamilton 5 0. And they did. So sometimes they get things right. Sometimes. And I don't think that Hearts have got any chance tomorrow. And on Monday night, Charlie or anyone else can come on and say what you're saying now. Because that's the name of the game. I have to give my opinion in advance. And if I am proved to be incorrect, you've got me. No, absolutely. Listen, the thing is, you have to call it out, as you say, Hugh. And I think when you actually take into consideration, going back to March, uh, I, I still harbour the fact that they can raise their game out there and make it very difficult. A lot of guys coming back from international duty. I think it's if you're going to get a result, it's either after Europe or after yeah. the international uh, uh, games. Just to strengthen, just to go back to Charlie. Just sorry, Craig. Just a, you know, to come on and have a go. Fair enough, but the word struggle was not used. So you, you cannot build a case against me on a falsehood. Just to strengthen your case and your argument on what you're saying, but we listened to Craig Levine earlier on, and his initial game plan going into the match is, let's not make any glaring errors. Yeah. And and that's from the Hearts manager himself. It's mm. not, we're going to attack this, we're going to do this formation, we're going to play like this, let's not make any errors. So that shows you, you well, know, the, the kind of confidence at Hearts at the I minute. I think Charlie got cut off, but luckily a man's in Govan Hill and he's on to back Charlie up. A man, talk to us. How you doing? Uh, hello, how you doing? All right, people. Good. Aye, good, a man. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to back that guy up because Go for it. the guy's right. Hugh keeps going on about a catastrophe when we when we drew with Hibs and then a double catastrophe because I don't know what. No, no, no. A, a draw, a draw is a disaster. A defeat's a catastrophe. It's just one of his lines, right, right, a man. Right. He doesn't really mean right, it. Right, right. No, 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 no. I know that, right? But he's making out as if Celtic are in crisis just now. Here we go again Here we go again Did I use the word Did I use the word crisis Can I finish Can I finish If you must Thank you Right You keep going on about And you you kept saying all this week Well Ross County have done this Ross County have done that And they could You know They could be Celtic And if he lost that Neil Lennon done this Please Right Behave No sorry I can't tell you Oh you can That's right Right, what, what I'm saying is that you keep slagging Celtic for the last two weeks because they drew a game and lost a game. Whoa, whoa, why? Why, man? Because it's not the former champions. To take one point out of six domestically is not the former champions. And, and Hughes, and, he's perfectly entitled to criticise Celtic for the way they've been playing recently. Yeah, of course you can. But I think a man's general point, though, is that have you overreacted? Is that is that a fair... No, no I, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think that Neil Lennon... Would have been If he had A family pet Would have been kicking it After the The defeat from Livingston To drop five points Out of six Against Hibbs and Livingston Nobody saw that coming And if you're Stephen Gerrard You're thinking Wow that's lovely Didn't see those five points Being dropped So Celtic were poor At Easter Road And really poor At Livingston And People Not just me People are entitled To say That wasn't very good But a man, I will continue to say that wasn't very good, or I'll continue to. You never said, for example, that I said Celtic annihilated Ross County. You never bring up words like that. You just come on and it's negativity. And every phone call that you make here is to criticise me on a personal level. That's what you're here for. You're the punching bag. Uh- my man, bring us back up to speed on today. What did you What did you make of the performance? What did you make of that result? Who impressed you? 
Oh, it was amazing. I mean, every, every one of them. That, that new boy that came on today, that I don't even know his name. I didn't know his side. But, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, have we got him on a permanent deal? Or? Yeah, I think he has. Yeah, he has, he has, yeah he's, he, yeah, a man he has. He's signed for Celtic. I think. Yeah, he's he's oh, one for the future. Right, uh, right. Yeah, Gordon. I mean, like oh, we, yeah, we yeah, touched yeah. on it earlier, Gordon. That Celtic all of a sudden got got three options at right back. Um, maybe the criticism in the past has been that the business hasn't been done quick enough, rather than that it hasn't been done at all. Because all of a sudden they've got various options in that position. Yeah, they've got good strength down that right-hand side. Uh, young boys, as I say, he's only 18. Second, second start, is that right? He started against Partick Thistle and today against Ross County. I thought uh, it took him to the second half to really... It's, it's, when you when you play for a club like this, and obviously a little bit pressure on today, and it was only 1-0 at half-time, uh, it sort of took him to the second half to get that real belief in himself and he certainly was and you could tell that the, the fans were taken to him he was chasing every ball he was getting to the byline he was linking up well with Forrest as I say I can't you know I can't give an opinion on his defending because he was never asked to defend uh, he was more of a forward player he, he was more of a winger today because Celtic had that much possession but he's certainly one for the future he looks a terrific young talent and uh, Celtic have got strength there um, but uh, I'll be interested to see what happens next week but uh, Neil Lennon must be over the moon with his performance because as I said before Gordon I've been to many of these games after an international break and it starts all flat. And I did mention it just before kick-off. The Celtic cannot let this game go flat because it would play right into Ross County's hands. But let me tell you, it was professional from the word go and they were absolutely different class. A man, thank you for the call. The top team around the grounds have been interviewing the managers and we're going to start hearing from them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. The league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans, Craig Beattie, Alex Ray and Gordon DL all here All still waiting to take your calls between now and 6 o'clock 01419511025 is the number you need And if you would rather tweet you will find us at Clyde SSB We've been out and about speaking to as many managers as possible uh, So we'll bring you their thoughts We're going to hear from Neil Lennon very soon indeed So stay tuned for that Let's go back to the phones though And speak to Paul who's a Mullerwell fan from Bells Hill Where did it go wrong today Paul? Um, just so disappointed for playing so well last week um, to this week. We get totally overrun the day and we were never at the races. Aberdeen could have took five or six off us the day. We were lucky. And it's just frustrating the inconsistencies, uh, how how we can play so well and and play so badly the day. Can, can you put <laughs> your finger on, on why? What, what was the main difference? I don't know if it was we looked a wee bit jaded with a few players coming back to international duty. Um, but with two wingers and two forwards on and created hee-haw chances, basically. I think Chris Long had a couple and, and that was it. We just were off the, off the pace. Is it maybe um, a wee bit of a reality check, Paul? Mother were in third and rightly so. They deserved it. But just, just a, a reminder that you know to stay there is going to be really quite tough. Oh, I definitely. It's... Uh, Come crashing back to to us as they say. Um, we Aberdeen, it was the same with Aberdeen. Aberdeen got hammered at Rangers, and then what as if they were hammering us today. We seem to have lost the notion, Paul, that sometimes that'll happen. You know, you, you'll just have a bad day. You know, Hibs, Hibs uh, went to Petodre, got a one-one draw. Uh, Aberdeen were clearly poor. 
I like to remind us that um, Aberdeen won two of their last 11 prior to today. So it works in reverse order for them. They've been mediocre and today they came alive. You've been very good at Motherwell and today you were flat. I think Paul a compliment that we, can, that we can pay there is, is Paul. Andrew McLean was reporting on the game for us. He said that Motherwell have not looked themselves. And, and for me... That's a huge compliment in, in its own because Motherwell have created this identity so far this season of playing really, really good football, of scoring plenty of goals and being a really good side. And for, for Andrew to say that they've not looked himself, mm. it's basically alluding to the fact that they've been very good for the majority of the season and they've had an off day. Paul, what about the penalty? Was that a big bearing? Was it a good penalty? We haven't seen it yet. I think Scott decided just to, I don't know if he just decided to blast it, but I actually thought he'd hurt the bath when I seen it, but and then I was told uh, Joe Lewis had a good save All right. um, and, and punched it or tipped, tipped it over. Um, but if we'd have went 1-0 up, I think it'd have, it'd have had a, a, a different uh, outcome of the game. I see because just after that, Long rounded the keeper as well and then crashed it into the side netting. Um, but apart from that, Aberdeen caused his problems all day. Good timing Paul We've got Stephen Robinson here Hang on the line Here's what your manager made of it I thought key moments in the game Went against us um, You know we, we started really well I thought we dominated The whole first half And we miss a penalty At a crucial time It gives him a little bit of a lift And Peter goes off We're down to 10 men You know we're, we're trying to assess him To make sure he's okay or not And then Barry goes into centre half Makes a poor decision And we get done You know Them, them key moments go against you And, and listen, the, the, the goal was poor It was poor defending and and then Alan gets caught in the ball for the second goal and we we get punished by a great finish and you look at the players that are scoring the goal and keep hearing Aberdeen have got injury problems there wasn't too many inexperienced players in Aberdeen's team today uh, Paul, key moments says the manager I think you can see where he's coming from if you miss a penalty and you then can see the goal when you're down to 10 men because someone's getting treatment you know, it's, these types of things can be tough to recover from It was as soon as we went 2-0 down that was it but I must say the big guy Cosgrove for Aberdeen he's finishing for his first goal I don't know if he's seen it um, but it was, it was world class as well uh, and that's what we're needing we're needing somebody that can really no panic and put the ball in the net um, yeah. Yeah. Is, that, but, is that the one thing that's missing Paul people haven't been understandably they've not been that bothered because Motherwell have been winning games but most of the credit's gone to the Liam Donnellys the Declan Gallagher's and, and then you know Hilton and, and Seedorf have, have sort of chipped in is it that that number nine, that focal point, is that an area for improvement? Yeah, I think um, the whole team has been chipping in with goals and that's what's been keeping us what, alive and ticking over. But we're missing an out-and-out striker. Um, somebody that can bully defences, somebody that can put the ball away, somebody that's a danger at set pieces. Um, I would like to see that in, but um, we, we can't be, be too downhearted. Um, we're still third. Absolutely, that's been a good run up until today Alex, That some of the quality of finishing from yeah. Sam Cosgrove I think maybe people who don't watch him a lot Maybe there's a perception that he is just a big Target man. battering ram but, but really, he's the all-round improvement in the last season or so yeah. has been incredible Yeah, without doubt I think when you look at his, uh, his goal return last year, Gordon He's up to 15 goals this season as well Which is a remarkable return And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this Because it's not a, a kind of Sentence that you tend to hear It's a world class finish by uh, Cosgrove yes. So I'm looking forward to seeing it But you, you have to give Paul credit for that Because he recognised that the boys Finish with a plum Paul and Belsell Thank you very much for the call We're going to hear from Neil Lennon As soon as we speak to Brian Who's a Rangers fan on the line Hi Brian 
Hi, panel. Thanks Hello. for letting me on. Uh, I'm going to speak about tomorrow's game, but what I want to say is the couple of Celtic fans that have been on, uh, you know, on the show tonight. Uh, first one, the second one, criticising Q. Uh, I've not always seen eye eye with you as he remembers, but uh, he's there to make or give an opinion that that's his job, and he's doing it before the games begin. So, you know, people have come on. The first one said that Celtic are now unstoppable. I think he's got amnesia. I think he needs to remember two weeks ago they lost at Livingston. Uh, I agree that Rangers and Celtic are going to be particularly strong at home and maybe the, the, the title will be decided in the way games. You, you never know. Uh, well, what, about, have, what about tomorrow then, Brian? Because that obviously falls into that, that category. Well, t- tomorrow, I mean, you'll remember last, Season Rangers got to the summit twice. Uh, it was say uh, December time, and we failed badly in the next games after that. Uh, I'm not questioning this team's ability, uh, but they still have to show that they've got the character uh, to remain at the top and to challenge for this title. And obviously, at the end of the day, win it. Celtic I've got players that have won it for the last eight years we still to prove that but I do believe it's going to be very very close Who starts up front tomorrow? Well I was reading Facebook this morning when I was at work and uh, a lot of people think that Ted Defoe will start uh, Jermaine's been absolutely brilliant since he came into the club he's a goal scorer we know that but to be honest I, I would be starting with Alfredo tomorrow because I got a feeling it's going to be or Hearts are going to try and make it a very very physical game Gordon Deal would you go along with that? Um, I would start with Morelos yes um, I think you start with your number one striker um, and he is the number one striker although um, Defoe has been absolutely brilliant this season and it's a great headache to Whoa. He's never oh, sounded Simon. better <laughs> Gordon Dale just disappeared I think that that sounds like a technical malfunction I, He's probably just kicked the cable deliberately So he can get up the road early I, I, Someone I, can go and sort that out him, he? Old Dazzler. Oh he's agree. back, hold on Yeah, you can hear me <laughs> God, <laughs> Some clear. Oh, oh. Really? Norman Collier on the phone <laughs> I'd agree with Gordon Anyway, I would start with Morelos Without yeah. doubt I think he can terrorise uh, the Hearts defence They've lost 13 goals so far This season Hearts They're clearly not Formidable at the back Tynecastle is anything but a fortress I would start with Morelos And uh, and he'll keep them busy Third time lucky Gordon Third time lucky Yeah can you hear me? Yes Oh unfortunately <laughs> uh, y- Yes I'm, I'm, I'm with you I know that uh, a lot of people say Hearts and Tynecastle It's always been a very difficult ground to go Yes it has been in the past But I think that Rangers will have too much in their locker tomorrow um, I know that people say Well Hearts will raise their game But for me because of the injuries And the players are missing I don't think Hearts have got the squad That's good enough to raise their game and cause Rangers any problems. And I think if Rangers score early tomorrow, then the Hearts fans, because there's a big, there's a majority to them. What? Oh, for goodness sake, I'm getting fed up. Is that what um, it was? Is yeah. that what was coming next? Yeah, that was definitely sure? coming next. But listen, the, the luxury that Stephen Gerrard's got is, if he starts with Morelos and, and it's not happening, 
He knows that he can bring exactly. on the top scorer in the country So, uh, Thank you very much to Brian in Lark Hall uh, For what it's worth The good folks at Proper Frame Displays just sent me a video Of that Sam Cosgrove goal Worth watching yeah, nice. Lovely World finish class Oh I don't know about that I can make those calls I'll leave that to you guys <laughs> uh, Right Here's what Neil Lennon made of today's 6-0 win against Ross County It's probably the most complete performance I've had Certainly in my second spell here And maybe Amongst the best I've had In my time here Over the the two sort of spells. Um, I thought we were brilliant first half, and we were very unfortunate not to go in by more. Ross had, had a great game. I know Ross from the time with Hibs, he made some spectacular saves, and just our football at times was exhilarating, and our athleticism, our appetite, the intensity to win the game. And then I threw down a challenge to them at half time and said, You can be one of two things. You can be a nice team to play good football, and give the opposition oxygen to stay in the game or you can go out and be ruthless and they answered me in, in spades today absolute spades so I think we've got a good team I think uh, there's more to come from them but um, that was a yeah it was a marvellous team performance all round it's I don't know how they picked the man of the match out of that lot because there's so many outstanding performances Paul and Cumbernauld your manager says it was Possibly the most complete performance he's had as Celtic manager. Would you go that far? Paul, are you with us? I think we've lost Paul there. Uh, but Neil Lennon saying it's the most complete performance or one of them that he's had, Gordon. I mean, that you can't get much higher praise than that, can you? Well, you know, 28 shots at goal, uh, six goals, uh, and the goalkeeper from Ross County apparently having an outstanding afternoon. So there's there's no downside to what took place at Celtic Park today for Neil Lennon. Now, and I didn't say struggle, <laughs> now Lazio in the Europa League, followed by Pataudry, proper football matches for Celtic to get in about. Uh, if they play as well as they did against Cluj at Celtic Park, it'll be an epic night at Celtic on Thursday. They have been away from home with the exception of Motherwell where they scored five times and Ibrox where they beat Rangers they have been ropey now they have to go to Pataudry and they have to dig in because to my way of thinking and I'll be here on Monday to my way of thinking Rangers will be back top of the league by the time Celtic kick off at Pataudry and that will be a, a test of Celtic another Proper football match Let's get the thoughts of Brian in Cumbernauld Brian what did you make of that today Neil Lennon says it was one of the most complete performances He's had from a Celtic team Yes Performances I've seen at Celtic Park in the last 15 years I thought Bio was absolutely tremendous So he was there um, What a performance What a performance all round Especially from Bio I want to be Bio I think the fans were chanting It was some laugh I think uh, Brian's maybe at the wind up Clearly uh, Bio come on Maybe it's his no, agent Maybe, maybe it's it uh, Bio's agent Yeah I think so um, Either way Hugh I mean like like we said 6-0 speaks for itself But The fact that it could have been so much more Really tells the story Yeah um, I go back to a point you made earlier on Gordon that's the way it should be against Ross County Celtic have a multi-million pound team El Yanusi, A 16 million pound signing On loan to Celtic A 9 million pound centre forward in Edward A bench full of players who cost millions of pounds That's how it should be Now Celtic have to recover from 
two very poor performances against Hibbs and Livingston. And all I am saying is, Pataudry will be a proper, mm. a proper Aberdeen Celtic game because Aberdeen have come back today. Cosgrove has come back to reasonable form. And it will be a proper football match a week tomorrow. I accept it's way down the list of priorities after a 6 0 win, Gordon, but just out of curiosity, how did Tom Rogic look? Oh my goodness, we're having it all over the place. He's already in the car. He's doing it deliberately. He's doing it deliberately, honestly. Uh, but anyway, Tom Rogic won't have to. Christy will be back in the fold for Europe. Um, but for the next, still, we're too much ban, won't it, for the league? So. Yeah. Um, even even if it wasn't vintage, I suppose getting minutes in the legs and all that type of thing would be beneficial. Yeah, that'll be invaluable. And um, you know, listen to, to Neil Lennon there and what he said. He says he, I don't know how they, they picked a man in the match, so you're assuming that you've got to put Roger in that category as well, who's who's also had a very good performance today and got plenty of minutes. We've been speaking to even more managers, and we'll bring you their thoughts next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still loads of time for you to get in touch, though. Well, I say loads. 10 minutes is loads in this business, as Hugh Keevens will testify. What did you make of your team's performance today? Uh, what stood out for you? I mean, Celtic winning 6 0 against Ross County, perhaps the result of the day. I, I, I don't want to plant the seed, but you guys have got a decision to make on Monday. Aberdeen going down to Fir Park and winning yeah. 3-0 must be in contention St Mirren yeah, finally scoring not only once but twice uh, to take the, the the victory against the Saints there um, the, the Perth Saints I should say let's try and hear from some more of, of the managers I want to give a mention though Alex you always ask you guys to do your goal of the weekend on a Monday night I don't know how far we we go down but Dunny Pace amateurs have sent in a, a left footed free kick wait till you see this and I can't the camera work's not great I'm wondering if it's well, a where, where are they from I think it's certainly I think it's just outside Stirling there we go or Falkirk it's in the Stirling league so there we go I don't I mind that done beats. Um, but I'll tell you what I think it's youth level as well I'm going to show you the free kick it's magnificent oh, brilliant. That, that's, that's the level of research we do Hugh we're dipping yeah. into under I don't know what that would be anyway um, Let's go back to the phones And speak to Stephen who's in Motherwell Hi Stephen Hi there How you doing Stephen? Hi Stephen I'm good thanks, I'm really good thanks um, I was at the Celtic game today And I thought Celtic were good Didn't think they were excellent Ooh, But right. one of the things that really annoyed me Was after 60 minutes Being 6-0 up I think goal difference might mean a lot I'm quite annoyed that the team didn't drive forward and maybe score another two or three goals. Wow, um, you're a hard man point. to please, Stephen. Well, well, yeah, that's my main point. But if I could make one after that, if you don't mind, Gordon, um, what do you I, make I of that? Think, I just think this season we've got more to prove. All right, Hugh. If you, uh, I'd love to see the reaction if you criticised for taking the foot off the gas at six 0 But listen, Stephen pays his money, and that's why Hugh, he's allowed. That a few times and you're not. Teams are not professional. Yeah, I, I believe that it's a subconscious thing that comes over teams when they're wildly in front. They just switch off. But having said that, Stephen, Celtic had twenty-one attempts at goal in the first half. You know, it's through very good goalkeeping, bad luck. And the occasional bad miss that Celtic didn't score five or six in the first half. So put it all together and you've got out of the afternoon a pretty big good result. I, mean, I, 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 get, I get the, I get the, the logic. Well. I've, I've heard, you know, I've heard maybe after a three nil sort of going, oh, you know, that could have been more and, and goal difference might come come in handy, but after six. a six, I think I mean six is a proper doing, isn't it? You can't ex- yeah. as, as, even though there's a big gulf 
Now the first to, to expect more than a six is really, really yeah. Difficult. To expect more than a six is, is a bit hard. You turn up, you, you watch your team score six goals. You've got to be delighted with it. And and also there's an element of there's a big game around the corner Thursday night, and you protect the legs a little bit. And I, I alluded to that when Bio came well, on. They took their two best players, Edward and Forrest. Well, funnily well. enough, though, I think Stephen's next point might be about not protecting some legs. Is that fair, Stephen? Uh, no. My point is that <laughs> <laughs> see, On my screen it says McGregor is looking tired So I don't know You've, you've told somebody that I thought, I thought McGregor was looking a bit tired Because the chance he missed in the first half Was kind of poor But my main point is this guys If you don't mind me saying What do you honestly think About Dave King being cold shouldered? Well there's a question Hugh Keevans yeah, yeah. I think it's a personal embarrassment for Dave King uh, It's only happened four times in 50 years That the takeover panel have uh, delivered this verdict uh, I think people are getting the, the notion that somehow This will impact on Rangers And you know, you know They'll lose points or whatever Nothing will happen to Rangers This is a business matter uh, And it's a personal embarrassment for a man Who was called a glib and shameless liar By the courts in South Africa And has now been To use the takeover panel term Cold shouldered Which means To my understanding he cannot be involved in any takeovers within the next four years. Well, he already runs Rangers. I can't see him taking over anything else. Personal embarrassment means nothing to Rangers. I mean, it must admit, it's not, it's not quite what I expected Celtic fans to phone in about after a 6-0 win. But listen, no, but he didn't f- think full, of, full of surprises. Stephen didn't think he'd get an answer. And now he's got one, so... You'll be down the road now Ah there we go So uh, loads of different responses From managers coming in You can imagine Some are happy Some are not Uh, Stuart Kettlewell Let's see what he had to say A sore one for Ross County today We'll say the same here That we just said to the players Um, Real disappointment for us Was the fact that We conceded a second goal Swiftly after half time And if I'm being honest It was reasonably positive At half time We rode a luck Celtic obviously had a number of chances But we felt we dealt with a lot of scenarios fairly well. Um, the manner we can see the second goal isn't ideal, of course, um, but for us, our body language after it and how we approached the remainder of the game wasn't acceptable. Um, it's something that we've not seen from, from our group of players um, and that was the biggest disappointment. Fair enough, because it's easy to sometimes say, oh, you know, Celtic are great and they've got this and they've got that and we don't, but, you know, he, he was actually quite critical there. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking about the first call that was called Stephen. The last caller was called Stephen The first caller said Celtic will win this league And when they get Rangers at uh, Celtic Park in December I can't remember the term he used So I won't make up one for him But he thought that Celtic would win convincingly On their way to the title The last Stephen Is talking about Celtic not scoring enough goals for him today Because he thinks it might go to the goal difference So there you are You have two Stevens, Two different points of view One thinking It'll be one in a canter The other one thinking It could go to goal difference uh, Still time to squeeze your call in I think 01419511025 What did you make of that response there From yeah, Stuart Kettlewell I thought, I thought that was a good interview To be fair I think um, we, we spoke at half time And you know if you go to Celtic Park or Ibrox You are going to have to ride your luck You're going to have to Defend a lot of crosses Defend a lot of shots um, And his team done that In the first half to an extent um, Only getting one behind He's disappointed at the manner of the second goal so soon after kind of galvanising the boys at half time and, and he's obviously really disappointed because they've capitulated. There's, there's no getting away from the fact that they've completely capitulated. They've down tools in the second half and they've, they've had an absolute doing and that's that's what's frustrating them. You know, you lose maybe the second goal, maybe the third goal and 
You're looking for your senior players to get together and say, right, okay, we, we make the pitch as small as we possibly can and, and we don't concede anymore. But to lose six, I think he's a bit embarrassed. And, and that, pr- that probably shows you how well that, that Ross County have been doing so far this season. Yeah, when you look at the, the the way the game's panned out, beats, and I think you're absolutely right. And I think the actual thing is, so you say, Gordon, there in terms of, uh, you know, all we come against a really strong Celtic team, but you can only influence your own guys. Yeah. And I think that's what I liked about that because he was only talking about how he could influence his own players going forward. We'll never manage to mention all the, the talking points in one hour after the games on a Saturday, Hugh. Uh, let's talk St Mirren, though. How significant a win could that be? All the, the focus on their lack of goals. They've got one today Jonathan Abika's one of the scorers as well We know that strikers need goals to, to get their confidence up and running How big a win might that turn out to be? Well they go four points away from St Johnston uh, They go above Hearts as well uh, Therefore it's a very good day's work For Jim Goodman and the players They now have to capitalise on this They have to not think Well that's good We got a, an odd victory uh, we'll come back in three months' time with another one. They have to kick on from here. Uh, they have the chance to do so. The worry is for St Johnston, nine games in, no wins. Uh, and if Hearts do lose to Rangers tomorrow, then it's Hearts and St Johnston who are looking wobbly at the start of the season. Hugh, I don't think me and you are quite on the same page in, in terms of the St Mern one, because I think you are... I think you're worried about the lack of goals, which is completely understandable. You, I think you would rather have goals in the team as opposed to clean uh, sheets. Clean sheets, yeah. Whereas I, th- I think today's, I think today's kind of backed up what I've been saying in the previous weeks, where where you're not conceding goals, you'll always get a wee chance to nick a game. But if you've got a defence that are leaky and you can't stop conceding goals, two, three, four goals a game, you have got no chance. You're dead and buried. And if St Mirren keep doing what they're doing in terms of keeping clean sheets and defending well and nicking the odd game by by a goal or so, I think they'll be absolutely fine this season. Yeah, well, as I say, the, the other Saints, uh, they're now thinking, where's this win coming from? Absolutely. And it seeps into the mind, Alec, as you know. Uh, good day for St Mirren. Uh, another bad day at work for St Johnston. Alec, I know you like your stats. Would you like a wee updated stat for St Mirren on goal? In terms of conceded? No. 94 attempts in goal. Five goals. 5.31 conversion rate. <laughs> There we go It's there been up since the start of the show so I've, done Stephen well I've, done, tonight, I've, done, Thank you. I've done Stephen Mills homework for next week yeah, You will all sleep well tonight <laughs> But I mean the, the way that it leaves the league table looking All of a sudden I mean St Mirren are ninth on 8 points yeah. So early So you don't you don't want to put too much focus on it um, No they're not The table I'm looking at an official table from the SPFL by the way So I can shift the blame cool. And it says ninth place St Mirren yes. And it also says 11th place St Mirren that is the official SPFL table I'm looking at So go figure Who's missing Process of elimination um, Hearts No Hearts are on there as well I don't yeah, know what they've well, done That's right Because they're above Hearts Give us a break SPFL Come on Do us a turn here Come uh, back anyway. Monday, Monday night we'll come back And we'll get it sorted But, but nevertheless um, St Mirren You can't underestimate The importance of that one Surely Massive no. uh, Psychological terms uh, It's wonderful They've scored three goals All season long now in one game they get two So they're away down the road Kicking their heels uh, St Johnson back up in the bus Thinking woe is me The next three games Gordon uh, That St Mirren do have Is away from home Kamarnock uh, down there Celtic And then Hearts at Tynecastle. So a tough wee run coming up And with our Glasgow in the West hat on A nod to the Jags Ian McCall <laughs> yeah, well done. Delighted at full time By the looks of it Astonishing They're a goal down Ten minutes to go They win 3-1 Then they find out 
that Alloa have equalised at the death uh, at Inverness and they've got a point. Therefore, Alloa are second bottom and the Jags, in spite of going to Dens and winning in that fashion, remain bottom. However, all to the good since Ian McCall got there. Better to come. What a day it's been It's been good to be back It was a long old International break I think we'll all agree But we were back With a buying Celtic Beating Ross County By six goals To nil at Celtic Park Elsewhere a vital win For St Mirren 2 nil at home To St Johnston Aberdeen coming down To Motherwell And leaving not only With all three points But a convincing 3 nil win as well Kilmarnock 2 Livingston 1 at Rugby Park And in the other game It finished all square Between Hamilton And Hibs So a lot to play for In the coming weeks We'll be back on Monday night To look back on a busy weekend Which of course Will be rounded off tomorrow At Tynecastle When Rangers go to take on Craig Levine's Heartside In the meantime Stay where you are Because the GBX is up next You can get your weekend Truly started But make sure you join us Six o'clock on Monday Hugh Keevans will be here I'll be here as well And Alex Ray will join us GBX up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.